Hi! That was Nick, and I'm Quinn, <laughs> and welcome to the Digital Sandwich Top 10 Games of the Year. Yeah, this is a special one. So special that Mandy didn't come. Mandy hasn't even played 10, 10 games this year, so that's why yeah. she's not here. Well, she's played 10 games, it just didn't come out this year. Yeah, maybe, so maybe. She would probably play, like, Final Fantasy or something. Shooty there. Skies doesn't count as, you know, 1 yeah. through 10. Exactly. Yeah. So, who, who you want to go first, Quinn, or you want me to go first? You know what? I'll, I think I'll go first, Nick. I think I've always gone first, so I think it, it's it's your turn. It's good to mix it up. New podcast, right. Right. you know, new new year. Gotta yeah. mix it up. Agreed. Oh, should, follow us at on Twitter at DigitalPodWitch if you want to comment. If you want to comment, tell us your top ten games. Maybe you disagreed right. with ours. Just just let us know. Even if you yeah. want to put your top three games of the year, it'll be it'll be good. So just you know, leave us leave us a comment. Send us a tweet at DigitalPodWitch. So, um, my my number 10 is a little weird, Nick. I'm ready. I put Hang Hand on. of Fate. Okay. Is that the card game? That is the, the in, like, card game, hack and slash game, right? It came out in February, I believe. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to remember this. It, it's kind of just, like, in the back of my mind. Yeah, so it I we actually talked about this on the podcast back in February or whatever podcast yeah. we were doing. Um and I talked about how I didn't think it was the best game out there, right? <laughs> yeah. But I really think the ideas in this game are have a lot of value, especially with like this year kind of being the year where games implement cards into the game for some reason. Right. Like Witcher 3 had a card game and Yeah, well whatnot. there's that. I mean, I wasn't really necessarily talking about just card games, but like oh, okay. in Paladins, you your perks are cards you unlock. Like it's each a lot of games nowadays have collectible card games within them. Yeah. That determine how your character plays or whatever. And True. that's what this game is, but it came out at the very beginning of this year. So I feel like it kind of set in motion this weird... So it's, like, memorable to you. It's memorable because of that, yeah. Because it's, like, kind of the first first game to do that, is where you put card games and a physical, like, hack-and-slash game right. together to create this weird hybrid. And I think that's awesome. I thought it was awesome. I actually really enjoyed playing it. It is a little bare bones. I mean, it's not extremely fleshed out, but there's enough there to really, you know, get hours worth of gameplay if you really want to. So I thought it was really good. I thought, you know, I wanted to put another indie game on my list, and so I picked Hand of Fate as my oh, number 10. Oh, so you were swayed. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Oh. What's okay. your number 10? My number 10 is Mario Maker, Super Mario Maker. Wow. Yeah, uh... It's this was a tough one to even put on the list because it's good. The game is solid, but it's it's Mario. What I actually liked most about this game was watching let's plays uh -huh. and seeing other people's levels online. I didn't care too much about creating my own levels, but I I did enjoy playing the few user created, but I really enjoyed the let's players playing them. I felt mm. like it was it was very good material for let's players. It was it yeah, was a kind of just like something to be in the background while right, exactly. doing stuff and talking. 
and I, there's a ton of there's a good amount of levels out there that are, are pretty cool and seeing that is interesting and that's why it's my number 10 it's snuck in there snuck in there i can't i thought it was actually gonna be a little bit lower but that's surprising uh, no number 10 what's your number nine well okay my, my number nine nick is your whole list weird uh, no, it's it's the first couple are a little bit weird and may surprise okay. you. I feel like number nine will or number eight will surprise you, but number nine is Call of Duty Black Ops Three. I haven't had a chance to play this one, so you fill me in why it's number nine. Well, it's actually number nine because honestly, okay, they don't really change much, right? It's it's jetpacks or whatever. It's like Titanfall yeah. was years ago, and then. The next Call of Duty copied Titanfall. Now this Call of Duty is kind of the the copy of the copy Call of Duty, sure. and I mean it's it's not really that interesting in terms of a game. I mean they add some new modes or whatever, and the campaign's still really short and uninteresting. Yeah. But it's one of the games I've played the most this year, and it's one of the games I've had the most fun with this year, just because oh, it really? kind of it kind of brought me and one of my real life friends together again which we hadn't oh, really nice. been doing for a while yeah and it kind of feels like playing call of duty six years ago again but now oh that's awesome yeah so it was, it was really nice it's just like a casual game yeah. to play i didn't know where you're time. going with that yeah yeah didn't seem like you liked the game at all i'm saying the game isn't impressive really i mean i i think there's also the fact that i I kind of step your, back. Your top ten most fun, you know. Yeah, it was, my have... top ten's a little yeah. bit different. It is, but yeah. I think also I kind of took a step back and I'm like, you know, what? a lot of people put a lot of time and effort into making this game possible and make it run well. And there's no glitches. Mm-hmm. There's no. There's nothing. It's it's a <laughs> a little tight package, right? I like where how we're at the point where if you put Call of Duty on your top ten, you have to explain it. I do. To, I like... did this last year too. I put a Call of Duty game, and I had to explain why. Oh Guys, God. I'm a real gamer. I swear. Yeah. I God. just like Call of Duty. What's What's your number nine? Nick? My number nine is Until Dawn, mm. a surprise game to me that I had no idea what it was about or anything. It came out September, I think it was. And I just happened to rent it at Redbox, and I th- I had a really good time with it. It had those characters were a little odd in the beginning, but it was pretty thrilling to play it. And having the butterfly effect throughout the game, changing things and people surviving because of decisions you made in the past, or people you know dying off. Uh, I thought it did a really good job on portraying the horror in the woods mm-hmm. and that and i like the the snowy like atmosphere i thought that was pretty cool too so that's why it's my number nine all righty so my number eight i think this is gonna surprise you a little bit okay it okay. might not but i picked bloodborne slash <laughs> dark souls 2 scholar of the first sin so I mean, oh, we, you counted them both. I counted them both as number eight because this is—I don't know. This is the thing. So, Dark Souls two last year, I think, was my number one game. It was. Yeah. So, Bloodborne came out this year, which was supposed to be kind of like this spiritual sidestep, and I could not get into it. I—I've put probably forty to eighty hours in it. I don't remember, but I've put a lot of time into this game. 
Wow. Yeah. But I just can't, I can't get into it. I don't know what it is. I think, <laughs> I, I I don't even know. I can't describe to I don't you. even like my top 10 games. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Call of Duty. I, I don't really like Hand of Fate. I don't was, really like Bloodborne. Bloodborne was your top anticipated game of this year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. And that always puts a curse on something. Yeah, exactly. Unity was a miserable disaster. Now Bloodborne. Yeah. I mean, but the thing is, Bloodborne's a really good game. I just can't get into it as much as I can Dark Souls. And I think that's because Dark Souls is more medieval, and then Bloodborne's more Castlevania vampire type stuff. Oh. So I'm not, I'm, I don't know. It's all, everything's really dark. There isn't much color going on. Everyone's in robes and trench coats and... Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. What do you like about the game? It's just mechanically, it's really good. It ha- I think it has better gameplay to an extent than Dark Souls because you're mm-hmm. a lot. It's a lot faster and stuff, and you, there's cool things going on in the game. But it just didn't bring me in like Dark Souls. Now speaking uh-huh. of Dark Souls, I said I also put Dark Souls at number eight as well, and that's because they re-released Dark Souls two for um, next gen or modern gen consoles with all the DLC, and they've actually changed a lot of things, and that's kind of why I also put it on the same spot is that I got the newer version of Dark Souls 2 and I went into the game just expecting it to be the same with the DLC and it wasn't. They actually changed enemy locations and stuff and they they changed a lot of the layout of how things work in mm-hmm. a particular region and I thought that was really cool. I thought, hey, if you're going to re-release a game, might as well just change a bunch of stuff so new yeah. or like old players get a new experience. Actually, they they could do that with a lot of games, and it would be interesting. Yeah, exactly. Like they I think that's a that. good idea to yeah. change the experience of old players have an incentive to buy the new version. Right. Yeah. So that so, was my number eight. My number eight is Mad Max, the game. Oh not the my movie. god! <laughs> How could what? you let Mad Max beat Mario Maker? I put in twenty hours of Mad Max. Sure, the game could have been. You know, flushed out. I it don't know. It could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say that because I did have a lot of fun with Mad Max. I I remember playing. I remember telling you I had a really good time just yeah. going around being Mad Max and whatnot. Yeah. And yeah, the controls could have been better. Mm-hmm. The game could have been better. Mm-hmm. But I had fun. Yeah. And that's what matters. And to the game's credit, it does look really nice. It is a very beautiful looking game. Mm-hmm. But movie games, usually you're like, okay, let's get this over with. Yeah. I mean, but it wasn't, Mad Max, it wasn't a felt... movie game to be right. certain. Yeah, true, but... true. It put up a fight. Yeah. And that's why it's my number eight. Yeah. It did, it did do... I think it did good things. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your number seven? My number seven is Ori in the Blind Forest. And oh, I have yes. to put a little disclaimer. I have not beaten this game. I haven't put in a ton of hours into this game. But it's an indie game. Yeah. And it's a platformer. And it does platforming well. Yes. And honestly, the story, the beginning was kind of... It took me by surprise. I almost cried. (laughs) I almost cried. It's very sad. It's very sad. And I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be this platformer everyone was talking about. Like, oh, this is a really cool platformer and junk. And yet it was like, 
oh no, this is this is really sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Probably like, the saddest Metroidvania game type game. Out yeah. There. And I thought, you know, it's really visually appealing. It's really solid as a platformer, and it has a really sad heartwarming heart touching <laughs> story i don't know if it's heartwarming more like heart colding but yeah how far are you into it i'm probably like four or five hours to be honest oh, okay it's not that far but i i enjoyed it enough and was moved by it enough that i was like hey i have to i think yeah. this is really good yeah so what's your number seven Nick? my number seven is a game that you and i and mandy have played mm-hmm. keep talking and nobody excludes Oh yeah. This was a surprise to me as well. I when games surprise me, they usually get like bonus points mm-hmm. where it's like, "Whoa, where did this come from?" Keep talking, nobody explodes. It's kind of like this party game where the one player gets to see what's going on and then the other player gets to read a manual, which sounds boring, but it really you got to talk to each other and figure out how to disarm this bomb and it's really exciting to play. Yeah, it's very much like a team building game while right. also being like this you have a timer and need to get things done at the same time. Right. And there's stuff going on on the screen that you do you waste your time and tell them like an alarm clock could be going off that you need to turn off. Mm-hmm. Do you tell the other person that cuz they don't really need to know that, but it's just sort of the fact that they know about it that what you're going through Mm-hmm. But it's like, no, we got to, f- he needs a focus. <laughs> so it's, and if you watch some Let's Plays of people really getting into it, it's really enjoyable to watch. And yeah, satisfying. The, uh, the developers have some Let's Plays where it's, they don't have just one person reading the manual. They have like five different people right. yeah, helping exactly. defuse the bomb. Right. And it's, it gets so insane. Serious level right there. Yeah. We didn't get that far. No, <laughs> but, because it was yeah. just me and Nick, so I, I can yeah. only talk so fast, and Nick can only listen so fast. Once in a while, Mandy would help join and help us yeah. out, but I don't know if she was as into the game as us. No. <laughs> she was also really busy, so. Yeah, she she go. didn't get to actually disarm it. Um, I, I would almost, I wish I could swap, <laughs> I wish I could. Yeah. What? I wish I could swap one of my numbers to replace it with that game, to be honest. <laughs> I totally forgot about Keep Talking. That's such a good game. Yeah, you screwed up. And it's it's so different yeah, from exactly. anything in the last couple of years. So, yeah. That was a good one, Nick. That was a good choice. That was a good thank choice. Thank you. Thank you. What, yeah. what was your number six? My number six was Little Big Planet 3. Another what? platformer, yeah. That came out last year. Oh shoot! But Don't keep talking, talking and there. No- <laughs> keep talking and nobody explodes. <laughs> That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Little Big Planet Three was on my top ten last year. <laughs> oh, I thought you said it was on your top ten this year. <laughs> so I was like, oh, it must have come out this year. <laughs> it's a good game. <laughs> well, then let's keep talking about keep talking because that that game okay. honestly is so good. Yeah. Like I I totally forgot about it, but it's it's <laughs> really good. Like I don't even know if there's any co-op game like it in the last 5 to 10 years that is as good, I would say. Like I would rather play Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes than maybe even Portal 2 cooperative. Like it came out of nowhere too. I just remember I saw some Let's players 
on my subscription page on YouTube that they were playing it. And I just happened to click on it and I was like, whoa, this looks cool. And then you ended up sending me a link where you're like, we got to play this. Yeah, like it, no one, there was no trailers or anything. It just kind of released and then everyone's like, whoa, this yeah. is the craziest game ever. Yes. And hopefully the, the cool thing about the game is that the manual can change. I'm assuming right. it can change once they update like the manual and stuff and you can play it infinitely. Yeah, it's always a different bomb. Yeah. It's it's a random, uh, what do they call them on the bomb? Randomly the generated? Yeah. Uh, whatever, the, the modules. The puzzles. Yeah, the modules is yeah. a different puzzle. And as, as someone looking at the bomb, you don't see the manual. So you just have to describe everything you're seeing. Yeah, you're, you're just like, that, that symbol looks like a cat. That yeah. one is a, a T, a B, an A, or something. It, right. it gets really fun and crazy. Oh, yeah. What's your number well, six, Nick? My number six is Just Cause 3. Mm. I just I actually just beat this the other day. On Christmas, actually. Christmas morning, I beat it. Wow. Because I wanted to move on. <laughs> <laughs> I put 30 hours into it. Mm-hmm. And I was I told Quinn this before, that... Just Cause 3 not being my game of the year means it was a good game a year for gaming. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of open world games this year. I, I'm sure some of them will be on this list somewhere else. Just Cause 3 does it great. and But it kind of does get repetitive to me because go to this spot, destroy anything that has the red coloring on it, you know, the explosive parts, destroy everything in that base, capture it, mm-hmm. move on to the next base, and then do do some story missions. Where the story missions are good too, but nothing really about the landscape was like... Chain, it felt... It was, everything it, it was good. visually kind of similar. Yeah. I, I want to mention other games. There's other open world games that came out this year. You might hear about them. I don't know. That had different, way different places. And Just Cause 3, it was water, land, you know, some oil rigs. Still fun. But, ah, yeah. I, I still had a lot of fun with it. Put 30 hours in it. And that's why it's my number six. Let's move on. <laughs> Well, I don't think we're going to be able to move on because my okay. number five is actually Just Cause 3. Oh, okay. But I, okay. This, I was going to say the say? exact same thing was that there isn't much going on in the world, you know? Like in Just Cause 2, you could go to a beach and there'd be like a beached whale. And if you blew it up, you got something like an achievement or something. Oh, really? Yeah, like there that. would be crazy stuff all over the place happening. References everywhere. And, I mean, this game does have references and, like, the story missions kind of joke around and they right. can kind of be funny. Like, the main character, Rico, and then his buddy, I forgot the buddy's name. Mario. But he, yeah, Mario. Or any, like, they would hit each other in the nuts when passing each other and stuff like that and just play little games with each other, which is funny. But, like, that's that's the most that's the most interesting part of the game is the, <laughs> the story like and the, the I, crazy <laughs> things you do in the story but you can't have those like same experiences on your own just flying around the map 
Yeah, I well, the tapping of the, the nuts thing wasn't that interesting to me, but there <laughs> not, was some... Not that so... particular point, but <laughs> I'm saying, like, the story was more interesting than anything else, and I think in an open-world right. game, you have to have There were some crazy story missions. Yeah, there were. Riding on airplanes and whatnot, so... Well, riding on bombs, <laughs> that one was fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. But, yeah, other than that, it was just... I think it was an improvement for Just Cause 2. I'm hoping they implement multiplayer eventually yes, that would be fun and if they do that i think it'll be really fun and then the yeah. world will become more interesting compared to the story etc yeah i agree so all right my number five is ori in the blind forest oh we've, we've already mentioned this one was it your number six it was my number seven. Oh yeah that's right ori in the blind forest quite possibly might be the best metroidvania game or my favorite to date it's hard to say because there's so many like super metroid is is a is a good one of course but or in the blind forest i just had a lot of fun with it and it was one of those games where i actually um what am i thinking of upgrading the character buying the stats i completed all all the guy's stats i got right. Or yeah, you're like, oh, you, if you if you update this stat, you're more defense or whatever. It did it all, cause I was just so into it. I was like, I need to buff up Ori so I can save my friend. I was really into it. I'm actually playing another Metroidvania game right now called Axum Verge, and that's turning out to be really good too. But Ori in the Blind Forest, the art style is really eye catching. Yeah, it's kind of got that um, <clears throat> like 2D, 3D thing going. Yeah, right. Like uh, Shadow Complex and a couple other games have. I think Counter Spy right. also has that thing going. But I mean, you don't you don't travel in the third dimension, but the visuals are in the third dimension. Right. The game kept you busy during the whole thing. It was introducing new upgrades or new abilities th- throughout it. You know, it never felt like repetitive because you were always experiencing something new, and yeah, it that's really. True was i i loved it so that's why it's my number five there you go what's your number four quinn my number four is rocket league (laughs) (laughs) oh is it gonna be your number four too no no but yeah rocket league came out this year and i think that's probably one of the most fun games um, it's really fun yeah it's so much fun and the thing is i've been playing it all year like i'll take a break or whatever but whenever i'm on my ps4 and i just i don't really know what to do i'm just like well rocket league is really fun and then i'm st- stuck playing rocket league for a couple hours because i can't i can't get myself to leave because it's so much fun plus i have an abe from odd world Atena. Oh, there you go yeah and so, the thing is so they appeals to me they keep updating the game too which is great i mean all free updates there are some paid dlcs you can do like you can get certain um items for your car or different cars in general i actually bought a delorean because uh there was the i forgot what the the uh, celebration of back to the future was to this year i think it was actually back to the future day like to this this is when marty right yeah went to the future yeah exactly and so they put a a, uh, words they put you got a car. It. Take a take, take a breather. They put a, the car in the game, and I bought it, and it was awesome. 
So <laughs> I, you hit the ball with the car. I, you hit the ball with the car. You go in the goal. <laughs> now they got a hockey puck because it's winter time. I mean, oh nice. Yeah, and it's it's just cool. I think it's it's so simple. It's cars right. playing soccer. Yet, it's very simple and arcadey, and that's what's good about it. Yeah, it's just so much fun. Like, despite it not having a story or anything other than just playing soccer with cars yes it is very successful at what it does and it is so much fun yes what's your number four i I agree with you my number four is uh, a game that came out earlier this year uh, on january dying light Uh, i remember it had its problems quinn but let's calm down here Mm mm-hmm had some frame rate issues, but I really love Dying Light, and I don't care what people say. I What's weird is I really like Dead Island as well, and, people, and most people are like, eh, Dead Island, meh. Mm-hmm. Same with Dying Light. People are like, meh, Dead, Dying Light. But I'm like, no, Dead Island and Dying Light are awesome. I just loved running around doing parkour over zombies and running through the town finding stuff i think i put 30 hours in that game as well and it was just it there were points got a little repetitive sure but i think they got the the controls down pretty well in that game Mm -hmm. and for a parkour type game that's pretty important i would say even though i so i played it and i didn't enjoy it as much as nick but nick nick's right when he says the controls were solid like everything felt nice right like running around climbing on stuff i mean you have to do some weird parkour puzzles to get to certain objects and stuff and yeah. it, it worked you know you didn't have that much trouble um i just couldn't get into it i don't know what it was i just i think it's because i like to just run out into the world and not really care about the story Um, and you couldn't do that in this game because you have to be certain level to actually spend yourself off so i would just run off into the night and get swarmed by zombies and (laughs) eaten alive and i was like that's true this game's dumb it was almost like there's two different modes there was night mode and day mode and night mode was like all these things can't i forgot what they call them but these things would come out yeah and i think that they had a lot of interesting concepts too yeah like how you have to get crates that have uh, medicine or whatever, and you can decide yeah. what you do and kind of how you want to play it. I think that's cool. Yes. That's why Dying Light is my number four. What's your number three, Quinn? My number three, Nick, is Fallout 4. And I want to say this about both our top three games. I don't know if ours are going to be... I feel like ours are going to have the same three games, and they might not. <laughs> yeah. But... I feel like these three games, I put at least, are really, like, have defined how well this year has gone for games. I mean, I, I guess I could say that about our top tens in general, but... Let's talk more about that when we when we know right. what the games are. All right. Tell so us Fallout why you love 4 Fallout is my 4. number three, and I think that's because... I haven't heard many people say this, but Bethesda games, when they come out... Everyone kind of, you know, complains or whatever, has their their quarrels about the game, and it's not this and not that. But in all honesty, people play Bethesda games for the next five years, you know? It's not something you just sit down and beat and leave it alone. You play it, you come back to it, 
and it's kind of there. It's kind of like just a game. It's it's like a, a Skyrim or a Fallout 3. It's just there, and you just keep playing it, and you keep finding things, and it just never ends. And that's what's awesome about these games, is that in Fallout 4, I might not be playing it right now, because there's other games I want to play, but in a month or two, when there's nothing going on, I'll play it. I'll play it for another 20, 30 hours, and I'll keep finding new things. And then I'll I've been alone. thinking about going back to it. Exactly. Like, it's and one I of those games it. you can always go back to. Or beat in the main story. Yeah. So I, I just think it's... It might have its flaws, but it's visually, I think, better than Fallout 3. I think there's a lot of interesting things going on that they added, like making your own encampment type things. And mm-hmm. you can really modify your weapons in this game, and I really appreciate that. Because they did have a modding system in Fallout 3 in New Vegas, but... It's not as in depth as this one is. And they I just, kind of they did focus more on dialogue in the previous games. I feel. I think in they had Fallout a, Four. It was just there wasn't. I don't know decision. There's decisions to be made, but Fallout Three and I, I even believe New Vegas. It was the decisions felt very heavy. I I kind of agree with you. I feel like they they went with the almost dialogue wheel type thing. Right. And I feel like that took away from a lot of dialogue situations because it's like, oh, do you feel happy about this or do you feel sad about this? And this is going to impact your decision. Like, this is going to change <laughs> everything. Yeah. And that. Besides that, kind of that like, though, yeah, Fallout 4 is. Yeah, just, it was, it was so good. A OK. What's your number three, Nick? My number three is Witcher 3. Oh, wow. Yeah. Big surprise, huh? Yeah. Witcher 3. I played Witcher 2, and I was like, you know, you know how I am, Quinn. Mm-hmm. Like, this tutorial's all right, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I got into the world of Witcher 2, and I just couldn't really get into it. Like, nothing was grabbing me. Yeah. So when Witcher 3 came out, I wasn't really excited for it, but I had friends that really recommended it. I saw it was getting good reviews, and it's like... All right, oh my I'll God. play it, and then yeah, I got sucked in. Okay, I loved it. Loved Witcher Three. It was now that had a lot of dialogue in it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> this is a game with a lot of dialogue. I feel like it also had some of the same flaws though, because it'd be, it would have like, it wouldn't tell you how the sentence is going to be said. Yeah. Yes, this is true. So, like, I, I. I'll talk about it in a second here, but I think that was kind of an issue. Yeah. Witcher 3, the I love the fighting mechanics in that. Yeah. thought they did a great job on the fighting mechanics and just going around exploring, seeing different things in the wild. You never know what you're going to come across. Mm-hmm. And it's just the map's gigantic. Really one of those times in video games where it's like, whoa. Yeah. This is a pretty big map here. This is impressive. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it had to be number three. It had to be in the top three. Witcher 3 is really... Well, I, I, I Those RPG-type games have a lot to live up to now. I disagree, Nick. Okay. It doesn't have to be in the top three. It has to be in the top two. Because my number two is Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. Um, but Poppy I guess continuing cat. on what I was saying with the dialogue thing, right? I, I befriended this person, 
And then I found out they were going to, like, kill, like, 100,000 people or something with some disease. Uh-huh. And then I was like, I can't let you do that. And I thought I was going to, like, talk them out of it. But instead it was like, oh, you have to kill this person now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, god damn it. Yeah. Because she was hot. And we just we just did it in the beach. Oh. So. The yeah, that, that was another plus to Witcher 3. But, you know. Yeah. Everyone already knew that. But Witcher 3, man, is... I, it could have been my game of the year, for sure, easily. But the thing is, I feel like it doesn't feel 100% complete. I don't know if you felt this, but I, I found a lot of glitches with, like, the that's, horse wasn't... True. Like, the horse wouldn't work all the time, or it would get stuck in the ground, or some weird thing would happen, and... It's all the horse's fault. <laughs> it was all the horse's fault. I'm really upset about the horse. I actually got into a really good conversation with Chief about this. I was like, the horse <laughs> is the entire problem of Witcher 3. But And he disagreed? No, he didn't. He just kind of like went with it. But, oh, okay. Um, that, that's a good friend right there. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, but the Witcher 3, man, it's just, it's so amazing. Because it is kind of like an indie game. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Because the developer size is so small. And they're from Poland, and they've talked about how the lore of Witcher 3 comes from Polish, like, nursery rhymes and Polish, like, monsters created for children, like, under the bed and all that stuff. And it's so cool to see a different culture's mythos in a game, you know? Yeah. Like, riding around, you just feel like I am in some fantasy world that has been created over generations of stories and stuff like that and i just think that's awesome it's so amazing so much to it there's so much to it even like the skill tree yeah well okay i the thing is i think they've actually messed up on the skill tree i think Uh. that leaves a lot to be desired i think a lot of things leave a lot to be desired like i feel trying to remember the skills it was kind of confusing wasn't it it was really confusing it didn't really make much sense. And then the problem is that's been a fault of Witcher 1 and 2 is that they just... Okay. They don't streamline... There's a lot to it, though. Yeah, but they don't they don't streamline <laughs> their the, the progression or anything. They don't make it just normal. They have to add their spin to it, which is kind of weird. And I think if they, if they got all of that figured out, this would have been the the best game i've ever probably played just Whoa. in terms of graphically story wise i mean there's a story there's a complete story for every side mission and there are fleshed out characters like it's not just some mm-hmm. random npc like there's a person that you get a close up of of their face that's fully detailed and they have problems that they want you to solve and yeah it's like this entire it's so much jam-packed in this small space. I mean, it's not even a small space. Like you said, the map is so large, and there are so many large maps in this game. It's just so great. I I, I just... Like, the one of the best things, by the way, <laughs> is they actually make forests forests. You know what I mean? No. I don't know if you felt this at all, but the forests in Witcher 3 actually have trees and a lot of trees. It's not just like, oh, there's a bu- there's like one or two trees in a line. It's like oh, there are okay, a ton yeah. of trees because that's what a forest looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I agree. What's your number two, Nick? My number two, Metal Gear Solid Five. Huh. 
Yeah. I wonder what number one will be. <laughs> <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five is just so good, and it really taught Metal Gear Solid Five and Witcher Three almost like tie it up. But Metal Gear Solid, there is it just felt like there's so many layers to this game. The multiplayer there's a multiplayer aspect to this game that you don't even unlock until you're like twenty or thirty hours into the game. Yeah. And I can, mean, you could even say there's also a multi full multiplayer coming out in like two weeks. Right. And there was, I remember when I first started playing Metal Gear Solid Five, I was very impressed with the side missions where you could find an interpreter mm-hmm. and then unlock that voice so you'd understand what guards are saying. I've never seen that in a game before, and it, and it just seemed like, why isn't other games doing that? Like, this is a side mission that feels like it has a great impact to the game if you yeah. do it. Like, there's a lot of good reasons why you would want to do this side mission, and that's what makes a side mission great, is, like, I should really do this side mission. It's not just, like, uh, just do the side mission where you shoot at targets, yeah. you know? But this is, like... This will change the game if you do this. But you don't have to, I guess. But you should. Yeah. It was just really like, whoa. And I told that to a friend. And he was like, yeah, that's... I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. The, the story to Metal Gear Solid Five, I really enjoyed, too. And just having the weapons called in, flying through with the helicopter. Sometimes the helicopter got a little annoying. Because you had to call it in and whatnot, and it's just like, you're used to fast travel in games these days. Yeah. But Metal Gear had fast travel, but you had to get to a helicopter landing spot, and then ride the helicopter away without the helicopter exploding. Yeah, and it's kind of weird. Like, I felt that that took a long time. Like, I felt like sometimes playing the game, it's just like, I feel like a tenth of my time is just riding in this helicopter. (laughs) I once I got was able to get helicopter upgrades to shorten the time. I was like, I need this now. Yeah, exactly. So it's there. The upgrades are there. Mm-hmm. Just gotta put in your time, and the levels are big. Yeah, there's a lot to some of these missions. It's a I big agree. boy. It is. It is a big game for sure. Yes. In more ways than one. And I I've always been the type to be like. I'm not a big stealth game fan, but lately more and more games like Metal Gear Solid Five come out, and it's like this is stealth I enjoy. This is a type of stealth game I enjoy. This is stealth and, done right. Right, because original Metal Gear Solid was more linear. Yeah, and I I think I love stealth when it's open world. Yeah, just that open when world you can do it. anything, anything you think of. Right, and if you, even if you mess up, it's not the end of the world. You can figure it out. Like, Hitman, I f- it was always, like, grading you. And I know Metal Gear Solid Five also grades you, but I didn't feel like the grading system, you know. It wasn't as harsh. Yeah. Hitman, if I remember correctly, it's been so long since I played a Hitman game, but you, you shoot, you mess up once, and it's like, oh... Yeah, if you everyone in the building guy, yeah, and he just looks at you, and then you kill him. It's like, oh, you got an F. (laughs) He saw your eyes. Not even that. He he, somehow he can alert everybody. Yeah, he has like a little button on his pocket. He presses before he dies. Everyone's (laughs) like, oh, he's in this room. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Metal Gear Solid Five. 
it's really surprising to me that a stealth game, even though it's not labeled as stealth, because you can play as whatever you want, but I really enjoyed the stealth part, and I mainly did do mission stealth. Mm-hmm. It's really surprising to me that it would be this high on my list, and it, it was good. Good year. It was, year, it was definitely a good year. And I don't know if you want to, before we go into our number ones, talk about some other games yes. we might have played that yes. uh, you also thought were good. I wanted to mention some Nintendo games. Yeah. Because Mario Maker is the only one that's been met. Also, we haven't mentioned any Xbox games. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we don't have Xbox One, so Tomb yeah. Raider and Halo aren't in our list, I'm guessing. But I wanted to mention Splatoon. Because I had a lot of fun with Splatoon. And that... That was a contender for number 10 as well. But I, I ended up going with Mario Maker. Splatoon, I really hope... I don't have any friends that play it. Mm-hmm. So if I did, it might be higher on the list. But that was a good one. And Zelda. Uh, Zelda on the 3DS. Yeah. That the three of us, Mandy included, we played. And we had a lot of fun with that, except for the network issues. Yeah, I mean, so the thing is, really we're, we're all over the country, so I yeah. I kind of feel like, oh, well, maybe it's it's more our fault, but yeah, Triforce Heroes, I was going to mention. Also, yeah. I don't, I disagree with that, because we play TF2 fine and other games fine. Yeah, that's true, but you have a wired connection to your computer, I'm assuming. That, that is true. So That is true. Um, but I was also going to mention Triforce Heroes, and then I was going to mention the other 3DS game that I played that came out this year, which was Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand the game, but it is it's it seems from what I've been watching like I've watched more on the game than I've actually played. Like I've watched oh, really? people play it because it looks like it's so much fun, and then I play it and I don't understand it. But it does seem kind of like a Dark Souls equivalent for mm-hmm. 3DS players, or maybe even like a, a Lost Planet. I don't know if you've played Lost Planet, but Lost I Pla- have. it's Lost Planet's kind of like. You versus these huge monsters, and that kind of seems more more like the I don't know maybe it's like a Japanese thing. Japanese mm-hmm. people like mo- huge monsters and killing them, I guess. But that yeah. was also a good game. Um, Hotline Miami Two also came out. Yeah, this Hotline year, Miami Two. Mortal Kombat X came out. I thought yeah, that was really fun. Tony Hawk Five. Oh, I don't know if you want to recommend that. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just kidding with Tony Hawk Five. Pony Pop. <laughs> <laughs> it was year. a good year, man. It was a good year. It was a good year. So now I feel worried that we're missing out on some of them, and we're gonna get killed for not mentioning oh, things. That's true. But... Well, I mean, uh, Beginner's Guide, Mad Max, Crypto Necro Dancer, Audio Surf Two, lots of games. Mad Max, I mentioned. Yeah, you mentioned. I okay, did. let's go to our number one. Well, number we're crazy. one is Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. No, actually, I changed, it's down to one. Down to one is my number one for this year. Down to one? Down to one. It's, a, it's an inside joke for people who listen to the podcast. So hopefully, Chief, Konami, anyone out there, hopefully get my joke. Why don't I understand it? Because you weren't, you weren't a part of this. You weren't a part of this, Nick. Oh, I wasn't? It didn't happen on the podcast? No, but it didn't asked... happen on the podcast. It happened, oh, okay. it happened on Steam. This was a separate thing. Down <laughs> to One is my number one. Um, right. but no, I thought you were going to say that. What's that Sanic game that came out that was really <laughs> was, weird? Oh, Dream Sequence or whatever? <laughs> yeah, it was like Sonic's Dream World or something. Yeah, Sonic Dream World or something. Yeah, like that. Oh, that, that could be your so number weird. one. But no, Down to One is actually it's like a 50 cent game. That was on the sale, and I bought a four-pack and gave it to Chief and a bunch of people. 
Oh, I was going to buy it for one. you, but I know you wouldn't play with us, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but my number one is actually Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. And no, I might play. You might play. We'll see. I don't know. I, if it is still 50 cents? Yeah, I, I'll buy another pack. It's like $1.50 for four. I might I might just buy it. Oh, I'll, I'll look into it. All right. It's Anyways, Metal Gear Solid It's a terrible game. Don't buy it. Oh, okay. I won't buy it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, The Phantom Pain was really good. It was... I, I think the reason why it beat out Witcher 3 and Fallout 4... Because the thing is, I, I said Fallout 4. Like, these three games are really just so amazing, right? Mm. And I guess you could you could really just swap the numbers around and it wouldn't matter that much. Yeah. I mean, these three games are really just the three games of this year. Right. And probably of the last 5 years, like they have just they're so good. I I was I think I mentioned this to you. I was comparing this list to my list from last year and seeing if I had to combine them to make a new top 10, how many games from last year would still be on there. Mhm. And I think it's it would mostly be this year. Yeah, I think probably my top three would still be the top three. Right. I think uh, Far Cry Four was my number one last year, and I think that would be my number four this year. Yeah, I, I like Dark Souls too. I, I'm pretty sure it would still be number four as well. Like mm. these three. Actually, I don't know, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it another day. These three games have just been so good. You were late to the game, too. You weren't even going to play Metal Gear. And I wasn't either. I wasn't excited for Metal Gear. I didn't even really care about it. Because I've never been... I, I like the series, but never been really into it. But yeah. then I got good reviews. And I was like, alright, I'll give it a shot. And then it glued me in. I was glued. Yeah. Glued. Like, the thing is, I, I could care less about the story. I, I couldn't care less, is what I meant. But... yeah. It's some weird, like, Metal Gear has always been this weird Japanese, like, crazy thing. Like, I stream this game, like, the first hour, and there's mm-hmm. flaming whales jumping in there, and I'm just like, <laughs> I, I've given up on the story. I could care less about it. I it's a hard game to stream. Yeah, that's too. Sure, that too, for sure. On. That was my first mistake. But <laughs> it's just the story people have been complaining about. I, I guess the ending isn't that satisfying. I haven't gotten to the end, to be honest, but what I have played is enough to make this game of the year for me. And that's because mechanically and everything else, this this game just is far superior. Like you said, like you can capture a interpreter yeah. and that makes your future missions easier. And that's a side mission. And it kind of rewards you for doing side missions. And other games don't really do that. And the thing is, it does everything gameplay-wise. It does everything right. There was never yeah. a time I was like, oh, I wish I could do that. And then I couldn't do that. Like, if I wanted to do something, I could do it. You can you can punch your own troops. You can stun them. You can do anything to them. I mean... <laughs> And they reward you for it. Like, they're like, thank you, boss. <laughs> Goddamn right. But, like, you can do anything. You can really do anything. You can take and, a shower. Yeah, you could take a shower. Pat your dog. You can do whatever you want. Like, there's nothing in this game you can't do. I just want to say that I enjoyed the story. And this is how I gauge enjoying a story. If it gets to a certain point in the game where I start skipping cutscenes because I don't really care or making dialogue go by faster. Yeah. 
because I don't care. Because I kind of did that with Witcher 3 where I'd kind of skim what they were saying at certain points, certain side missions and whatnot. Yeah. But Metal Gear Solid 5, I always watch the cutscenes and they, they had some pretty long cutscenes. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm fine with the story. I don't care. Like, right now, right where I'm at in the story, I, I'm enjoying it. Like, I'm interested to find out what happens, right? Yeah. Like, I'm still like, okay, I want to know what's going on. But I, I just, from people, reviews I've heard or people talking about the game, they've said they were let down. Um, yeah. But I, I don't know the overarching story of Metal Gear anyways. Yeah. So I don't care about the, like, the huge, oh, this question finally got answered. Like, I have no idea what question people are even referring to. But... This game, yeah, is just. I don't, I don't really know how to describe it. You know, if you haven't played this game, you should. It's a top game. It is, it sure. is so good. Like I haven't. There is no other game I can think of that I've ever played that has everything down to a T and dots all of their eyes like this game. Like every well, everything. Horse just, movements kind of wacky. Eh, but uh, the thing is, it's not as bad as Witcher Three. Exactly. But... This is this is my conversation with Chief. I said, in Metal Gear Solid, if I call my horse, he is literally underneath <laughs> me. Like he runs to me. In yeah, Witcher actually, Three, if true. you call your horse, he gets stuck on trees. He goes in the water. He can't <laughs> find me, even though I'm standing right in front of in him. In Metal Gear, you can start sprinting. Yeah, and call you for your horse, and your horse will sprint up to you, and, and you, you just, just jump onto on. it. That is so awesome. Yeah. That is so awesome. And like you said, like it's a stealth game, right? And usually stealth games are kind of boring. You're waiting around. Not much is going on. But this one, I feel like I'm infiltrating places, you know? Yeah. I feel like I am the splinter cell or something. Like, I'm going Cue the there. Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, like. exactly. Like, I am... I'm like, man, you know what? I have this all planned out. I, like, I'm mapping it out on my in my head. Like, yeah. I need to throw a magazine here. This guy's going to look that way. I'll, I'll shoot his buddy in the head, come down, assassinate him, blah, 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 right. blah, blah. Like, there's only a very few missions where it's required to be stealth. Yeah, there are some. But either way, you want to play it stealthy anyways because it's just so much fun. Like, it's... Yeah. It's so crazy, and I've um, been capturing the people. Yeah, is really fun, and finding out what level they are, and then sending them to your base to help out your base, and, and then punching them stuff. in the face, and then they thank you. Oh my <laughs> yeah, God. you really seem to enjoy that part. I do. I I always <laughs> I, I, I kind of like role play. Like I'll go there, I'll be like, "Yeah, you looking at me? You looking at me?" And then I'll just choke them out, and they'll be like, "Thanks, yeah. boss." Yeah. So my number one. Metal Gear Solid Five, in this game, probably I want to say they're tied, but you can't do that. Yeah, it's just like so much to both games, but I think I put more time into the first one, so it kind of like oh maybe you know added to that, Mm -hmm. and I felt there was more variety to this first game, and that would be Guild Wars Two. I put a lot of hours into this RPG, MMO. We played it, um, Mandy, you and I, you guys kind of quit on me, but I was really into it. What? Just kidding, it's Fallout 4. <laughs> oh my god, you gotta make me shoot myself. Guild Wars 2 didn't even come out this Yeah, year. I was gonna say, We did Nick, play it this for year. For the guy who checks fun. dates and calls me out on Little Big Planet, you're gonna put Guild Wars 2. Yeah, Fallout 4, though, I just, it felt like there was more variety to the map, and yeah. it was just, 
you could just pick a direction. I'm just going to walk north or walk east and yeah. just see what comes my way. Metal Gear Solid Five, I didn't feel had that feel to it. I kind of just knew where things were. And it's just like, okay, I got to go there. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But Fallout 4, there was more of like a mystery and finding out. There was a lot of moments in the beginning, especially where jumps it jump scared me because i didn't expect what was coming uh-huh. and things would pop out and you're like whoa didn't know that was going to be there yeah and there was just different landscape like one you're at one moment you're at a diner trying to help these two people f- fight it out and hey, that person's stealing my jet yeah and how we gotta figure this drugs. out <laughs> and then the next moment you're in this like nuclear tape you know wasteland you gotta walk in your body armor suit or you get die from radiation yeah and there's just so many different spots there's different sit like city type areas traders you can so much going on and people hate each other or people are okay with other and then you're like hey i'm a minute man guy I'm, I'm i'm here to make things better and they're like I don't know if I can trust a minute, man. And it's like, okay, I can trust a minute, man. And then you build yourself this little reputation when you get to one of the main places. And you're like, oh, yeah, I heard about you. But then you end up, it doesn't even matter if you're with the minute, man. Because if you want, you can join the Brotherhood. Or you can join the uh, the railroad, I think they were called. Or the, the last one. I can't. I don't want to give it away because it's more near the end of the game. Just so much so much to do and i i like the level up system and it. it's pretty simple but i feel it gets a, there's interesting traits you can have yeah there's there's so many to choose from as well yeah it's very there's a lot of variety and i bet it, the thing is you could probably play the game Multiple a million times. different ways right like i was reading an article that someone chose not to fight at all yeah. And put all their points in charisma and in luck. Yeah. So, like, they would just go through the wasteland and convince people to not shoot them or something. Or, like, they would convince people... Someone's trying to rob them. They would convince them that they shouldn't rob them. And then they would rob the person that was trying to rob them <laughs> in the first place. Yeah. I got to a point where I could stop enemies and bugs and whatnot. Yeah. Be like, hey... And then be like, okay, okay, I'm sorry. And it's <laughs> like, yeah, damn right, you're sorry. Uh-huh. But then, then I realize you don't get experience mm-hmm. by doing that. So it's like, uh, maybe I should just, you know, <laughs> off them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and get the experience. Like, you know, calm them down first and focus on people who are shooting at you, yeah, and then yeah. come back to that person. Yeah. But there's many things to find in safes. I recommend getting the safe. And hacking abilities sooner than later, because you'll come across a lot of master yeah. type locks. And, and they usually have like rare equipment. I think it's more fifty fifty. Sometimes it's just like, here's some, you know, health. Oh, stem well, that's pack. true. But I do think some like where you find it's worth rare, it. where you find yeah. rare stuff, it's always in the same spots. Like you really? can look up a oh, how do I find this piece of equipment? And there will uh-huh. be the same spot every time. Oh, okay. Which, I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Right. The games are so... Di- like, there's different areas to it. I think that's what I enjoyed the most. Mm-hmm. And Metal Gear Solid had great level design. And there were, you'd go to different countries in it. 
even different continents. Mm-hmm. But it well, was kind of like just infiltrating a base each time with it was more like... missions versus you can do whatever you want. Like right. I, I would almost say Metal Gear Solid isn't as open world as either Witcher Three or Fallout Four. Right. Yeah, I agree <clears> with that. Fallout Four. Like you I can, said, you could be in a museum one time, and then the next time you're at a library. Well, you even said, like, you could just pick a direction and go, and you'll mm-hmm. find things. Like, you'll be yeah. able... To, like, you pick a direction, you'll stumble upon something, and then you're in, like, six different missions already. Right. Like, you just get so overwhelmed with, like, what you're doing. And Fallout 4 is the first game where I ever really just tried to use fast travel. as Like, I tried not to use fast yeah. travel. So. Yeah, and I, I agree, like you said, you can pick a direction, follow for, and go anywhere. But Metal Gear Solid, if you pick a direction, there's not much going on. Like, yeah, you can take over some bases, maybe capture some people. And it's like all the stuff you've kind of seen before, and there's nothing... Hunt some animals. There's nothing filling that empty space between areas, and... Yeah, yeah it did feel like there was a lot of running at times. But... Yeah. There's a lot of emptiness going on, and I feel like it's it's more for the missions rather than for the open world. Right. But overall, great year for gaming, except for Quinn's uh, 10 through 7, was it? Where you just didn't, you didn't play and didn't like the games. Well, I, I liked them, but they, I liked them for they were heavily reasons. flawed and yeah. made you oh angry, but you know, whatever. you felt bad. Thank you guys for listening to our Thank top you. 10 this Please year. follow us on Twitter, DigitalPodWitch. DigitalPodWitch, Nick's at OrganizerMain. Yep. And I'm at breadedchicken underscore. And you, I mean, I guess you can follow Mandy even though she didn't do anything this, this Me, special. Mandy, me is Mandy's Twitter handle. Yeah. Well, it's been a, it's been a good 2015, Nick. See you guys next year. <laughs>